Welcome to the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast, a place where we talk about the strategies, habits, and mindset that separate wealthy docs from those who are not. We're your hosts, Leiti and Kenji. We are so excited today to have our students and friends and amazing people, Latifat and Oshile here with us. And thank you guys for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know you, who maybe aren't in our semi-retired physicians community and seeing all your awesome answers to questions, can you guys tell us a little bit about you and how you went from being a physician all the way to real estate? Absolutely. So for those that are listening, thanks for tuning in. I'm Latifat, and this is my husband, Olushile. So we've been married for, I don't know, nine years or so. We live in California. We have three kids. I'm a GI physician. My husband's an IT guy, primarily slash real estate. So we've been, you know, doing okay for years. We had one property before we met you guys. And actually, so there are some things I'm going to say on here that you guys probably have no idea about and may not remember. But about a year ago, Sheila and I have been trying to get our finances in order. I coach women physicians. And we decided that we wanted to invest in real estate. And I sent an email to Kenji and Letty. And I said, we're interested. This is what we have. We have this property. And Kenji said, can you send me the details? So I did. And his response was, well, uh, that's not a cash flow property. You need to sell that. And I'm like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> and I don't respond to So was cash flow negative? That's a good one. Yeah. If we're living in California. Listen, nobody talks about cash flow here, right? <laughs> we're like, we can make the mortgage and that's good enough. So anyways, that's how our real estate journey started. Yeah. And then she told me, okay, guys, this program, you know, we should get into, just try to learn about real estate. So I said, okay, let's see, let's give it a shot. And before we started, I actually quit my job and went on my own. And it it was a really troubling and trying time, which everybody, you go through that when you struggle in the first few months of your and yeah, and that's how we got into real estate. And we were mind blown by the, by the course, by you guys. And here we are. Yeah. And we now invest in California here in Sacramento. And my husband, Shirley, does do the, it manages the properties here himself. And we also invest in Washington State. And we're going to be reps for 2020 based on his participation in real estate. So. That's our story. Amazing. And why we really were so excited to have you is because you guys took massive action. And I don't know if Sheila, if you had this idea before you quit, if you were going to do reps or was that just? No, Yeah. not at all. We were more like, let's just learn about real estate. And then we were mind blown because like, like Latifa said, when Kenji responded and said, oh, this is not a cash flowing property. We said, oh, what does cash flow mean, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time we, we really understood the meaning of cash flow. In the rental. In the rental space. And, and there we are. Awesome. So cool, yeah. So you went into two markets pretty rapidly, right? So can you explain how you stepped out, uh, I presume, of your comfort zone of investing in California? And I think you went into Spokane, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So we started in Spokane and we have a triplex there currently. For us, for those that are listening, you don't have to invest locally to claim reps, but we figured that we wanted to manage the properties ourselves and be more hands-on. 
because one, that's gonna help us with the activities and the hours, but also we get more control over the kind of tenants that we have. So we knew that California is probably not gonna cash flow as well as Washington State. So our goal from our plan from the get-go was let's invest in Washington State and let's find how to make California work for us. Mm -hmm. And that has been tough because there are lots of competition in California. Mm -hmm. People are not talking about cash flow in general. So you have people that have cash that are ready to bid on properties. So we had to have an outside of California market to balance this out because it takes months to even close on a deal to find mm -hmm. a deal in California. Mm -hmm. We probably had to put an offer on like 10 properties before we could get one property. <laughs> so it's like a hustle in that regard, but it's worked out for us because that time is accumulated towards the time that we spent in real estate. And I think it's been great because it's actually helped us be the kind of landlord we want to be because we can choose our tenants ourselves, regardless of how good they look on paper or not. And we've, we are actually going to be expanding in our market here in Sacramento. So we are actively looking for more properties here currently. Yeah, it's amazing how we've been doing so well by self-managing as opposed to getting a, in a property manager. It looks like we have that kind of gift in there, I would call it, but it's just the care for, for, for tenants that comes and we being able to use the right jargons, being able to go through you guys' course, and that has really helped us to manage the property, our property is even better. We react pretty fast and, and they, they reach out to us and we just respond right away. There's been a growth over time. There's been learning and it's still ongoing. She looks awesome. the best landlord anybody can have, just so you know. <laughs> he fixes problems before they happen. I'm like, babe, why don't we just wait till tomorrow to call our contractor or our handy guy? Okay. But she lives on top of it. Is the house that Kenji wanted us to sell that we're like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> we ended up selling the house to our tenants that was living in there. But those tenants still remain our friends still today because of how well we treated them as tenants. So for us, it's great to be able to give that value. And we're renting at market value, but we're treating people in ethical ways, which I think is really, really important to us and in line with our values. And we can still make money doing that. So so we know. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So many people who go into real estate, they say to themselves, well, I don't want to be a landlord. Like, I don't want to deal with those calls. But it almost, I think for us, and it sounds like also for you, we turn it around in our head and say, how can we be the best landlord, right? How can we be, provide the best living environment for our tenants? And it really brings meaning to what we're doing. And it's just like medicine, right? We go into medicine, we want to help patients. Same thing here. We just shifted who we're helping. We're, we're now helping tenants. And I think that's a really important kind of mindset shift, I think, in order to make it meaningful and really help you be continue to be motivated about growing your portfolio. In fact, one of our properties that we were rehabbing, the tenants had to ask our contractor, he said, why do these people care? Why are they fixing the mold? Why are they fixing the floor of the bathroom when our prior landlord who owned this property for five years didn't really care about it? And we're like, our goal is to own properties that's going to cash flow that we would be okay with our family staying in if push comes to shove. And right. these are in B minus C neighborhoods, but you can still make things work even in those neighborhoods and be ethical an ethical landlord. So I think that's something that is important for the audience to hear and understand. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and then and one of the things that we talk a lot about in, in the course is the psychology of investing, having the right mindset. 
And it sounds like you had some challenges over the last several months in terms of, you were saying, finding properties. What, what are some of the other kind of challenges you faced? And can you talk a little bit about how you use mindset to overcome those challenges? Yes, that, that's actually a good question. Latifa is very positive in the sense that she's, okay, how can we make this work? So <clears throat> when we started, we were making, like she said, 10 offers. But in California, people would come and they would just put cash on the table. And cash is like king. So we were just getting declines after decline. And there were times when I would say, we don't have the capital. We, don't, we can't go more than this. And at each time I would say that, Latifa had already started her mindset coaching journey already. So she would tell me, why don't we look at it from this perspective? How can we find capital instead of saying we don't have capital? So that was a learning growth for me because I had to switch my mindset to stop shutting the door right away. Try to say, okay, how can I make this work? So that was a big challenge for me. For me, what I would say is I agree with Chile, but, and this is also another credit to you guys, and you don't know this either, (laughs) (laughs) but um, I think for us, giving is a huge part of our lives, and for a lot of physicians, too, we are in a field where we're wanting to give, but I have to say that one thing that truly attracted us to your community and to you guys specifically is that abundance mindset, Mm -hmm. which also has to do with how we have invested, not just in our life, but our real estate. But I don't think I've, I've ever seen anyone display abundance mindset as much as I've seen you guys do that. And mm-hmm. I think that was actually really, really big for us because mm-hmm. when you're in real estate and people are trying to break into the market. So for example, we're in California. So we get lots of contacts or questions from semi-retired communities that's invested or trying to invest in California. But what I have to keep reminding myself when they're asking things like, oh, can you share your agent's information, your contractor's information, your property, like everything, right? And I just, I'm reminded of that abundance mindset and we have zero problems sharing with everybody. And I think our contractors probably work for three different people in the semi-retired community now, locally, but that just remembering there's enough, right? And that is something that we've taken into when we're looking for properties too. There is enough for everybody. I'm going to encourage everybody that wants to look in California to look because I don't assume that them investing in California makes it less likely for me to invest in California. So be kudos to you, but that's a huge mindset thing. I think it's abundance, understanding there's enough for all of us. People have been investing in real estate since the beginning of time, and they will continue to be (laughs) real estate deals forever. So the fact that you're joining the community right now doesn't mean that it's all gone. Everyone is already in there. There are 500 students in, in your class or whatever. There is deals out there and just have that abundance mindset and be ready to look for it. Yeah, that's so beautiful. So for those of you who haven't been through our course yet, it's really natural to get into scarcity mindset, which is, mm-hmm. I think, our, our natural human tendency, which is, oh my gosh, if somebody else gets something, it means there's less for me. Or if I share my contractor name, they're not going to have time for me. And it's always the thought that there's a limited pie. And if somebody has a piece, then you have one less potential piece. And abundance is more about sharing, like Latifat saying, and really believing that if you give, like it's all going to work out and there's enough for everybody. And just because somebody's doing well, doesn't mean that you don't have the potential to do well. And the beautiful thing about abundance is when you see people's success, 
you're not jealous because it doesn't mean you don't have the potential to get there. It just means like, here's inspiration for me, right? And so right. It, it makes you approach like people who are successful to learn from them and be excited for them. And it allows for fulfillment too, because you're contributing and you get to see other people's success. And then it actually helps you because it builds you up because it's possible. So mm -hmm. I love that about you guys. And yeah, I, you've been such powerful and like motivating inspirational people in our community because you have that abundance mentality. You have the mindset coaching, which is incredible. And then you have the numbers and the mm -hmm. like, you, you guys balance each other. So let's talk about that. How did you guys balance investing as a couple and how did you split up the work and how do you handle the tough times? Oh, so I, I think it all started with, I would say money dates, because we actually have this thing called money dates where we would meet one of the kids are in bed and we would actually just pull up mint or pull up our finances and start going through that. And slowly we started actually discovering our strengths that, okay, I'm good with the numbers. Okay. Just crack out a calculator and start plugging in the numbers. And I realized that actually doesn't rub me the wrong way. I enjoy doing it. So I would pull up a spreadsheet. We'll start going through the numbers. And when we were going through you guys' course, we found out that there was one particular course you guys said, don't be emotionally attached to, to a property. Let the numbers speak. And we actually started to use that. There's some properties we would see, well, oh, I love this property. And then the next thing will be like, no, what does the number say? Go back to your COC. So that was how we slowly discovered that, okay, I'm good with the numbers. And then the tip that is really good with scanning. Uh, <laughs> what's the, I'm the lady here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's really good with scanning Redfin real quick. There'll be times I'll be at work and she'll just be texting me from Redfin. Sheila, did you see this? Did you see that? So that's how we were able to find out, okay, the TFR should do all the scanning and mm -hmm. I will do all the numbers. And that's how we started working together. So I literally stopped looking at Redfin at some point because I would depend on her to do all the Redfin. And then she would say, Sheila, do the COC real quick, bring it up. And then I'll just do the COC and then we would respond. So that was how we started, you know, dividing the work slowly. So. Mm -hmm. And would make a list of to-do lists. So we would literally write it down. We need to contact this person, contact this person. Mm -hmm. And he would be the one carrying it out because it's also our reps guy. So he logs mm -hmm. in the hours and he's his own, the other side of his job is IT and he's his own boss. Definitely been a huge gift okay. for us as well. Okay. So we work really well together. Of course, it's not easy. There are times when he's annoying and there's some times when I'm annoying <laughs> as well. <laughs> when it comes to growing your, whatever it is, your portfolio, whether that's in real estate or your finances, whatever it is you're doing, it's not about becoming each other. It's about mm. figuring out each other's strengths and weaknesses and using that together to bring your team forward. So another take home from um, the course we, we had with you guys was uh, hidden values. There are times when Latifah would pull up something in a property on Redfin and th the numbers would not work right away. And right away, Latifah would just say, hey, let's look at the hidden values. Let's look at the picture. Let's drive over there. And we were able to slowly discover you know, how powerful that is. How, you know, not just looking at the numbers only, but also trying to look at the surroundings, look at the area and even drive by. And that gave us insights into hidden values. Very cool. 
Awesome. So I specifically wanted to also ask you guys about your Spokane property, because as I understand it, you managed a long distance rehab and you forced quite a bit of appreciation. So I was hoping maybe you'd cover some of that as well. Yes, absolutely. So it's a triplex that we got in Spokane and we were very fortunate that we got it through one of the agents that was introduced through the semi-retired community. And at that point, I believe there was one vacant unit that was one occupied and that was one that was in transit. But over the first two months after we got the property, we were able to have people that were trying to leave. And there was also someone that had significantly damaged one of the properties. So every, it ended up being vacant. So we were able to get a contractor that did a great job in terms of fixing the place to our standards, good cash flow standards. Unfortunately, that was at the beginning of COVID. So that did slow down the rehab a little bit, but we understood that and we had the reserve to be able to take care of the mortgage while we're rehabbing. And yeah, that was huge in adding value and our, we increased the rent by about, I want to say $300 or so mm-hmm. per unit. And that's just for the living space, but there is an actual detached garage that is zoned appropriately that we could raise and actually add on a unit upstairs of that. We haven't done that yet, but that rehab definitely did a huge number in taking the value up by at least, I would say maybe 70 or $80,000. dollars hmm Wow, that's incredible. within a seven-month period. This week's podcast is sponsored by our course, Zero to Freedom Through Cashflowing Rentals. Zero to Freedom Through Cashflowing Rentals is a 10-week online course focused on helping physicians and high-income earners go from knowing little to nothing about real estate investing to confidently buying the cashflowing rentals that will allow them to achieve financial freedom and work in medicine or their day jobs on their own terms. Our course is only open to registration twice a year, so be sure to get on the wait list at semiretiredmd.com and check out the course details on our course landing page. This episode is brought to you by Dan Peck of Caliber Home Loans. If you're an experienced investor, you'll know just how important it is to have a lender who knows how to work with investors. Now, we've been working with Dan and his team for over five years now, and he's our go-to whenever we need a residential loan for our investment properties. Now, if you're new to investing, you might not know this, but your lender can sometimes be the difference between getting a great deal or completely missing out on it because your lender couldn't close a deal. Now, I did want to point out that Dan can help you not only with your investment properties, but also if you're looking to buy a primary residence or a vacation home. So the next time you're looking for a residential lender, be sure to email Dan at semi-retiredmd at caliberhomeloans.com to get a free consultation. Now back to the show. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. And I love, again, focusing on hidden value is you see this garage that has a potential for another unit. You guys were able to recognize it. And for the listeners who's ne- who have never purchased real estate before, that's really how you make the money is you realize that there's hidden value there that other people can't see and you can see it. And so then you know that it's a good deal because you recognize there's hidden value. Yeah, there's. I'm just amazed that just listening to you guys, you guys have mentioned a number of barriers that I think would stop a lot of people in their tracks. But you guys just roll, you seem like you just roll with the punches. You're like, oh, you know, COVID, you know, happened and we knew it was going to happen and it was no big deal and slowed things down, but we got through it. And so yeah. it's just, it's just funny. There's no kind of like negativity. There's no kind of mm-hmm. like uh, despair. You guys are just like, yeah, just push forward and maintain a good attitude. Yeah. That's the life happening for you. So tell us, 
Latifat, I know that you're now a life coach. So tell us how mindset and has played into your real estate success and how this whole life coaching started for you. So it's interesting because when I took your course or when we registered for that course, I had zero plans of being a life coach, zero. At that time, I had been teaching people about money, financial education, how to pay down their debt, how to just working with women physicians in general to understand money. But I had zero plans of becoming a life coach. <laughs> but then when I started this real estate journey with Shimi, we realized that a lot of it was actually mindset. And that kind of tended to fill in the gap that I was seeing in my money coaching with people. Because as physicians and other professionals, we are intelligent. So that usually is not the problem. But the problem is that there are mindset or thought beliefs that actually prevents us from achieving what we want to achieve. So sometimes that's fear. Sometimes that's guilt. Sometimes that's just our brain telling us crazy things that we don't want to hear. And when I came to that realization, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the piece that's been missing in my money (laughs) education for people. So, I mean, that's kind of kudos to your community as well. So I decided to become a certified life coach through that. So now what I do with that is I help women physicians literally take their financial lives from wherever they are to wherever they want to get it to. And for me, that's been really powerful because just picture a female physician that's working hard, that went into medicine to help people. And as we all know, the landscape of medicine is changing and has really changed. And we are getting burnout at rates that is crazy high. We are coming home exhausted. We're not feeling like ourselves. We literally are made to stop loving medicine. So for me, working with women physicians, it's been really powerful because I get to work with them on their numbers and I get to work with them on their mindset. And it's things like learning how to invest, learning how to create a spending plan, like just overcome those fears that stops you from being an entrepreneur. It's been a huge, huge, huge pleasure doing that over the last year with people. And my hope is that I continue to reach people and help them grow in that way that we've also grown ourselves. Yeah, what I love about that is I think that people need to realize that these limiting beliefs are what we're calling it, but there are a lot of terms for it out there are completely normal. And all of us go through it. We have had so many limiting beliefs blocking us along the way, and we still do. We still recognize that new ones come up all the time. So it's not anything to be ashamed of. It's just a normal pattern that we fall into, but to have people show us that there's another way and to point out that those limiting beliefs are blocking us is so helpful because we can't see them from the inside often. And I love that you're empowering women to take control of their finances. I'm sure a lot of your clients are single parents, but I imagine you also have some situations where people are taking control of their finances who have never been involved at all and taking leadership in their family as the owner of the finances. Do you have some stories for us of like- Oh my goodness. Yeah. I have a ton of stories, but one comes to mind right now. And I will tie it back to the semi-retired community. So she is someone that I've been working with in terms of her numbers. And it's interesting because when we met, she had student debt and she was choosing to ignore everything. She was just like, you know what? Med school sucked. (laughs) Her residency was crazy. And I just want to spend. But she will spend, but not not from a full place, not from an abundant place, not from a have money place. It was ignoring everything else and just wanted to just spend. So when we started working together, it was a realization that I want you to enjoy life. I want you to get everything you want and more. 
And we started working together. She organized her finances. She put together her debt and was able to start knocking things down. She improved her credit score, which was fantastic. She knew zero about money. And now she's actually, she took your course. She just closed out a property in Texas, her and her husband. And what's powerful for me is that she's someone that she's an activist. She's a physician. And with the help of her just being able to understand her finances, have money, she's doing a lot more with activism work. She is, her hope is to continue to take leadership, leadership positions in the California Public Health Department and just do all this amazing work. And it started with her just stopping the fear and the shame she felt about her money and now going to a place where she's, oh my goodness, I'm rich. I have multiple sources of income, right? And for her, it's also really empowering because now she's also gone back home to her parents and she's helping them organize their finances. So it's just a gift that just keeps on giving. And I am super grateful and honestly just humbled to be a part of people's journeys. But she's one that comes to mind. But I have a ton of stories that I can share later. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah, I love that. Well, I, I wanted to also address if there are any skeptics out there about coaching, right? And the impact that coaching can have on you. I tend to be more of a skeptic. And so I, that's why I asked this question, because I wanted to really directly address those people who might be sitting here coaching is not for me. And I don't see how that's going to really help me, right? So can you address that, Latifat, in terms of what are your thoughts? And what would you say to somebody who comes to you and says, I'm not sure that this is really going to work for me? I honestly think that it's like budgeting, right? When we say budgeting, it brings up a lot of fear and lots of alarm bells in people's head. But I tell people it's not budgeting, it's just creating a spending plan. So the same idea can be used for the word coaching. There are lots of skepticism, which is okay. But I remind people that just forget about the name for a second. Forget that it's called coaching. Just ask yourself, where am I? Where am I trying to go? Am I having any challenges with going from point A to point B? If the answer is yes, and sometimes you're like, you just need help and call it coaching, call it whatever, but it's literally finding someone that can help you solve the problem you're having so that you can go from point A to point B. I did the, I was one of the masterclass coaches for your program last round, and that was a very powerful, amazing session we had. And it was really impactful to see even some of the students in the class that didn't believe in coaching and how just using the skills that I have, which is I don't care if you call it coaching or not, which is just helping you get through those barriers, those things that are standing between you and where you want to go. And they were able to make progress, significant progress, even though we didn't even call it coaching or label it anyway. So again, the question you have to ask yourself is, why are you getting so hung up on what it's called? If you need help, just ask for help. It doesn't matter what it's called. If it gets you from point A to point B, then I call it a success. Yeah. Yeah. Even so we are like huge believers in coaching. Actually, we're right now in a coaching program with Keith Cunningham, who is like a 70 year old businessman who's been through like everything. And he's actually rich dad of the rich dad Porta. He taught Robert Kiyosaki and like just his experience and his, when I bring things to him and just say, Hey, what do you think of this? Like the depth of knowledge and the way he can guide us from experience and from helping us see the things we're missing. Cause we all have blind spots. Like I know Kenji and I are huge proponents of coaching and like grateful for what you did in our mastermind coaching program. And then 
are doing for women physicians everywhere because that's changing the long-term generational like actions for that whole family, right? It's not just about the female physician who takes control of finances. It's about what happens to their kids because they see their mom taking control. They see their mom having a sense of empowerment and then being that activist. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And that's the good thing about adding this, we'll call it coaching, but if you don't like coaching, you can replace it with whatever word you you like. But that's great thing about combining that with the numbers, because it's not just about having the numbers in terms of money. It's about that transformation from the inside out so that you can actually improve your relationship with yourself, the relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your job, right? When you realize that going to medicine is a choice that you have or that you may choose to do or not, it definitely affects how you show up at work, right? Mm-hmm. I was on call recently and it was gruesome. And I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Why am I doing this? And then when I reminded myself that, you know what? I don't have to do this. I have choices. I'm choosing where well on our way you know, to financial independence, we can, I can quit my physician job today with no problem, right? Just having that awareness by itself lifted the weight off my shoulder. And at that moment, it shifted my mind where I'm like, you know what? I'm here because I'm choosing to. And suddenly my stress went down by 50%, just that realization. And for me, that's why I'm glad that people like you, people like me and everybody else in the community are talking about this because it's about empowering the healers, helping physicians have choice. And that choice may be staying in medicine or leaving medicine. But when you stay in medicine, it's in a way that's healthy for you in a way that's in line with your value, in line with your goals, so that you don't have to sacrifice your health or your life for your medicine, because we got to perfuse ourselves first before we can perfuse anybody else. Yeah. And and just to add to that, I'm an IT guy, and everything we do is coaching, because for me, coaching is there's someone out there who knows more than you, and you are seeking out that knowledge so that that person can show you the way so that you're not walking out blind, right? So in IT, at every point in time for you to succeed in your career, for you to succeed in your path, you have to go through a learning course. Like you have to take some courses and there you are taught the next phase, the next level, if you want to grow. So that's why I think when people get hung up on coaching, I think if you need help in any way, shape or form, and there's someone out there for example, you know, semi-retired MD, you want to learn investing, you want to learn about mindset, just seek out that help and just put the word coaching aside. <laughs> and that's the way to do it. We went through semi-retired MD course, she went through life coaching, and she has she's gone through helping many, you know, close friends, family members on how to you know, move away from that word coaching. Do you need help? And she's been able to help them. And, and that's what she's been doing. And so I think that's, I think that's the way forward. I need help and then you seek, you seek out help. Sheila, I think one thing that you said there that's really powerful also is you're learning something for yourself. 
And rather than just handing over your finances to somebody else and saying, hey, you handle it and never learning it and getting that skills, you're never empowered because you never believe you can handle it, right? And so one of the keys of having a coach is they're actually transferring these skills to you and empowering you. And not you're not just relying on somebody to do it for you. You're gaining these skills that will last a lifetime for you. And, and that's so important to the independence of the person long-term. Absolutely. People ask what we would do if we like, can you lose your property? Can your properties lose value? Yes, it can. But we're so confident of the skill set. We're so confident about our mindset that we would build it all again. And for me, that's the importance of learning all those things from you guys. That's the importance of me teaching people how I teach them to get more confident in themselves so that whatever happens, you're just good regardless of what's going on outside. <laughs> exactly. We uh, always finish our podcast with two questions of our guests. And so the first question is, what are your guys' definition of rich? Rich for us is defined in terms of relationship, having a good relationship with ourselves, good relationship with our friends and family, good relationship with money, and knowing that money does not complete us, but we are self-sufficient and confident enough to recognize that it's a tool that we can use for whatever we want to use it for. And that's how we feel every day. And that's a blessing. Being rich is not about the numbers. It's never about how much you have in your bank account. For us, you know, being rich is being content, right? And happy with where you are. And because when you are content with where you are, then you can actually grow in a healthy way. And that makes you happy not only for yourself, but like you said, happy for people when they succeed as well. Because now you're, you're no longer, you're not envious of them. You are actually, mm -hmm. you rejoice with them and you are happy with yourself and you just continue to grow. So richness is the ability to be happy where you are and to be happy to grow as well in any way that brings you fulfillment. Awesome. Amazing. So what is a one mindset habit or strategy that separates someone who is rich versus someone who is poor? I have two, but that would be cheating. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. One is growth, knowing that things can improve. You can learn. Everything can be figured out. And the other is abundance because I tell people, right, when you have money and you send it out, that could be given, that could be investing, it comes back to you in cash or in kind. So those are the two things that I would say. And, and just to embellish that, it's really the difference is the ability to see something and not walk away in the, throwing the towel right away. Being able to see a problem and say, oh, this is actually not a block for me. This is actually an opportunity for me. And so when you take a problem each time and you look at it as a challenge and as a possible opportunity, then that is how the difference between someone who throws in the towel and someone who, who looks at every opportunity and say, you know what, I can make this work. I can figure this out. Sheila, I think you should be a coach I too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I've been trying to convince him. Oh my goodness, guys. So good. I've been you both trying are. to convince him. You both are incredible. A lot of people, oh I, I want you to be my coach, but you don't take <laughs> No, you're above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> but Chile, man, I, yeah, maybe I'll go with Chile. <laughs> yes, hire him. He's awesome. amazing. I, I can brag about him all day. 
And I wish it would be a coach as well, because it does coach people, but just not formally. Cool. Wow. Well, thank you guys both for being here with us today. And I was hoping, Latifat, can you tell people a little bit more about how they can get a hold of you, how they can find your money program? Yes. So I'm actually starting one right now and we will be, you can find me by going on moneyfeetmd.com slash wellness. That's where the website is for the current program that I have going on, but it's an amazing money transformation program. That's what I'm calling it. And the reason why is because I truly believe that it transforms lives. I take women through eight weeks of live classes where we are doing this webinar style and also through a small group on Facebook. And I help you with understanding the numbers. So we talk about how to understand your personal finance, how to cash flow, how to have more money, how to transform your beliefs about money, your beliefs about yourself, how to figure out how to pay debt. Is all debt bad or there's some debt that you should be interested or willing to go into? how to invest even when you have debt, how to find the entrepreneur in you. So I'm super excited because I have some women that are currently enrolled and I am 100% certain they are going to come out on the other side. Fantastic. And my hope is that we can get more and more women into this because I think we all deserve to be well. Our families deserve to be well. And if I can be a part of that transformation for you, that change where you can ditch your money fear, you can ditch your money shame, you can go from overwhelmed about making decisions to truly believing that you can make good decisions about your money and your life. I'm like, come on in. We <laughs> would love to have you. But yes, go on there, check it out, email me, moneyfitmd at gmail.com, or you can contact me through that website as well. I would love to get more and more women into the goodness that we have going on. Wow, that's so cool. Is there going to be a special guest appearance by Sheila? <laughs> if I can convince him to, I would love for him to come there. We do. Uh, we did a video together on how to talk about money as a couple and how just sharing our journey with how we went from broke because we were broke to where we are now within five years. And part of that was just growing our relationship. So I do have a video about that that I can definitely share with the community if anyone is interested to. So cool. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. We'll put the link to your course. And then also we should put that video in the show notes. I, I would be interested in well, seeing it. it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you guys for your time. And yeah, Latifat, we look forward to seeing you in our next course as well as a coach. I am looking forward to it. It's, I already know it's, well, it's already been amazing and it's going to be even more amazing every single time. And we're incredibly proud of you guys, the work you're doing. It's huge in our physician space. We need this. This is important. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, should I not? You should. In fact, our contractor, we gave him semi-retired website so he can learn stuff. (laughs) So definitely get on in here. We need everybody to have money because when you have money, we can all change our world for good. So please hop on. Yeah, Yeah, totally. It's a movement, really. It's a movement of physicians revolutionizing medicine and the culture of medicine by all getting achieving financial freedom and having that power to be able to say this needs to be changed. And I'm not too worried about my day job. If it doesn't work out, I still think this needs to be changed and speaking up. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.
The Doctors Building Wealth podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, tax, medical, or psychological services or advice. You are responsible for your own financial, physical, mental, and emotional well-being, decisions, choices, actions, and results. You should contact a professional if you have any specific questions about your unique situation.